Hello everyone, this is episode 45 of FIA Gets or Goes PC. I mean, I say gets because it does get PC on here. We're not always PC. Sometimes we're uh, OP, sometimes we're over abbreviations. But hey, we are here. We're all here. At least the voices in my head are. So it is episode 45. Thanks for, uh, for listening so long. Wow, it's quite a marathon. It's almost a milestone, this. Very good. I am here as always with our producer, Winifred Mark. Say hello. Hello. How you doing? I'm fine. Things all right? Um, as all right as it can be at two in the morning. Fair to Midland. <laughs> two, two in the morning somewhere in the world. Definitely here in Japan. Yes. That's where we are right now. <laughs> and as always, in this little wee tour of ours, rocking it for the English people, is the uh, Slayer of Unicorns. So therefore, he must be the Unicorn Slayer. Pete, say hello. Hello. Hey. I like that Slayer of Unicorns. It's good, isn't it? I, I might just put that after my name. You should. You yeah. should. Yeah, you don't need uh, PhDs. You just need Slayer of Unicorns. Yeah. That's all this. Very good. So we're all here. And we've had a, well, we've had a crazy one. We had actually had a marathon filming session. I think it was like 20 hours, something like that. Yeah, something everyone's, crazy like Everyone's that. counting in front of me. Uh, yes, I think so. I haven't got my abacus, so I don't know. So there you go. That's the only they way I can. They were age when you were a kid, weren't they? They were, yeah. yeah. Well, before uh, calculators were invented, of course, mm-hmm. we all had abacuses. Well, I love it at school when the teachers would say, uh, you're not going to have a calculator with you all the time. Exactly. Nowadays, you do. Yeah, now, now you have to, really. Mm-hmm. Just in case. 17 hours. 17 hours. There yeah. we go. That, it took a long time for Win to do the calculations. <laughs> Leaving the house to, yeah, to the end of filming. Correct. Mm-hmm. Nearly a 20-mile walk as well in, mm-hmm. in 24 yeah. hours. Yeah. Probably. Pretty cool. Pretty cool stuff. It's an unusual one because we're, we're going to talk about filming that marathon day. But it, it's, the reason it's unusual is because we retraced our steps. We actually started, like, the whole thing about Tokyo is obviously we're limited to the places. And when we started the podcast off, we were explaining bits and bobs of where we'd gone and what we'd done. We're going to be going back there, but obviously when you're filming, it's a whole different vibe. So we did go back to Kihabara, area that we cannot say. <laughs> <laughs> I think you got it right then. I did. Well done. I did, I did very well. I've been reprogramming my head. Yeah, yeah. So that's good. Uh, <laughs> I plugged it in last night and it works. So uh, we went there and of course we went there deliberately when it was going to shut, didn't we? We did. Because the whole thing about us is we like to go to places that they usually say are 24-7. And find out that they're not, which is very nice. It's been mm. a very unusual trip, actually, to see what stays open and what shuts down. Because there are a few 24-7 places, mm-hmm. but they are few and far between. Everything else is more like shuts at 9, sometimes it shuts mm. at 8, sometimes it shuts when it wants to, sometimes it shuts at 11, mm. 2, 3, 4. And I think we've seen 5 in the morning 5 as in well. the morning, Don yeah. Quixote. Mm. Yeah. But the weirdest ones are some of these like little cafes, restaurants, whatever, that close for about an hour. Yeah. Mm. So they'll close at five and open at six. Yeah. yeah. It's like, what's the point? Well, they, they, they've got to have a nap, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> but locally, talking about Japan locally in this week, it's been interesting because we had 24 hours literally in Japan. And I, I'd say that before, I do like to do the whole 24 hours in one city just to see what it's all like and stuff like this. It's interesting to see that most of the old people in our area are up at like three or four in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a dude that walks his dog at like 1 a.m. or thereabouts yeah yeah and i think it's because they get that last bit of the rave you know that last <laughs> bit where it's the most surreal part and they just turn up see what all the young kids are doing mostly just tapped out and on the floor sprawling whatever <laughs> but um it was cool because we we um well we filmed solidly we walked all the way to akihabara which is not close Really, in English terms, it's quite a mission. Mm. So say about eight miles, something like that. It's just under an hour's walk. Yeah. And we walk quite quickly. So. Mm. Very quickly, because wind's pointing guns at us. So we have to walk <laughs> really fast. But um, yeah, it's pretty cool. It's it, like it's a bit like the LA walking experience. It's quite wide roads. Mm. Everything is sort of seems closer than it actually is. Mm. But it's really connected by footpaths. So it's quite an easy walk from where we are. And it's very picturesque, actually. The the kind of bits that we have close are really kind of old school, and then it spreads into huge city sprawl. And we we basically walk down to Akihabara. We're getting very good at this uh, walk. We've done it a few times. 
I can't say it still. But uh, <laughs> when, when we got there, it was kind of like, I would say, I think we arrived there around 8 o'clock and things were already shutting down by the time we got there. Yeah, it was starting which, to get quiet, wasn't it? Because yeah. last time we went, it was packed. Massively packed. Well, we talked mm. about your Pokemon hunt and it yeah, was exactly. like 60,000 plus whatever mm. business guys. Yeah. Yeah. Business guys. <laughs> Who'd have thunk it? That was pretty weird. Pretty strange. And basically, um, this time around, obviously, it was a weekday. I think we'd probably gone at the weekend last time. I can't even remember. It was a weekday last time, wasn't it? It Tuesday? was a weekday, yeah. I think it was a Tuesday. Because mm. yeah. we landed on the Monday and yeah, it was one of our it. first stops. It was literally the first thing we yeah. did. Mm. We're all deciding what we did in these last weeks, folks. So uh, you can see that we're all a bit brain dead. <laughs> but basically, <laughs> the walk down there, very swift, pretty cool. We did stop in a new place, though. That's what I wanted to pick up on, the one with Disc Union, which had two stores, and we basically went and found this all on Google Maps. Because instead of going left, past the river or whatever, mm. we went right mm -hmm. up a massive hill. Because mm -hmm. we said, there might be a steep incline here. Oh, there was. It was a mountain. Thanks. Google it was Maps great. doesn't warn you about that kind of stuff. No, no. I'm very happy to use Google Maps here. Um, it was a bit of a mission. We did walk up an enormous mountain i want to say it's not quite victoria peak it wasn't even remotely like it but it was pretty <laughs> steep we walked up there and we walked past a few pretty interesting places on the left there was a couple of colleges and stuff do you want me to say what area this was you can it's uh it's called ocha no mizu there you go so uh mm -hmm. we were in the zoo yeah yeah <laughs> Nobody well, tell me that. Tea, tea with water yeah well uh, water of tea so there ocha is tea no, Mizu, and then Mizu is water, so. Yeah, so we did that. We had water and tea. Uh, but no, no, we, it was a kind of little cool place. It was almost like, I would say, akin to some sort of modern town in, in England. So like Milton mm -hmm. Keynesy or something. Yeah. But it was all multi-leveled, very J Japanese, so it didn't look anything like Milton Keynes, thank God. Uh, <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with Milton Keynes if you're listening from Milton Keynes. Uh. Lovely place. A lot of roundabouts, though. But anyway, <laughs> yes. uh, this, this place was very nice. It was very clean, very cool, uh, nice range. A lot of business dudes there. I think... It was again, a bit of a business district, wasn't it? Pretty business. You got a student vibe from it, but the... The thing that was awesome in this place is like there was two of these independent record shops and then there was tons of cafes and, you know, loads of little kind of awesome Japanese restaurants. A lot of, I think it was ramen, ramen and, mm -hmm. and noodle places around there. Basically, it's multi-leveled. So imagine your old school kind of Kingfisher shopping center in Redditch or something that you, you can all kind of understand as Back in the 80s, where everything was multi-leveled in a shopping center, it, was kind of, it kind of felt like that in the center of it. Because Wynn was trying to help me find an album I'm looking for. And we <laughs> actually walked up the stairs into what we thought was the entrance. And then we come out of the elevator, and it was just like a big nothing expanse. Just a big white, sort of like we'd found a fire exit. Just two doors that said staff Pretty only. Much, yeah, staff only area. And two guys and sitting there two, looking two at guys, us. Two yeah. guys smoking. Just staring at us like, oh, here we go. And then one guy just beeped in the thing and we walked through the staff entrance. So that was kind of cool. <laughs> it was the back door. But this is like something that you find in metal section, like heavy metal section mm. of a, a thing that I was looking for. And we walk in and it was like classic, mm -hmm. classic vinyl everywhere. Yeah. So we're like, hmm, maybe this isn't right. Lots then you of prog rock. Yeah, loads of progressive rock. Like, it was kind of like where you pick up Pink Floyd stuff. I think mm. it all felt kind of secondhand to me. A lot yes, of the a vinyl. lot of it was. It yeah. did say it on the vinyls. Mm. Yeah, collector's edition secondhand, mm. but amazing to see. It was like yeah. stepping into the 70s in a sense. Well, can I just point out at this point, when we went to the, uh, the HMVs, we did find a massive cassette collection. Oh, we did. Secondhand as well. Secondhand cassettes, and I, they were not cheap. Mm. I mean... What did, which one did you pick up? Uh, it was um, one of the Led Zeppelin albums, mm. I think. Yeah. And we're looking about 20 quid. Yeah. For it a cassette. Like, yeah, it was like something like Volume 3 or something. Yeah, it Led was. Zeppelin. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But this was um, this was a different trip. We'd done scouting. We'd gone to uh, Shibuya. Mm -hmm. And it was the HMV there in Shibuya. Because we'd seen it online and it looked pretty much like a classic HMV in the UK. <laughs> but this thing was tiny and it was really a collector's empire. So we just walked in there and thought, we're not worthy and walked out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this Disc Union place was a similar vibe. Yeah. 
and the management of it, the, the kind of layout, if you ever get a chance to go there, if you're ever in Tokyo, you should, because it's really cool, especially if you're in a collector of vinyl. But when we walked in, there's kind of an exit door, and then you step out onto the street again, and immediately in front of you, there's another door that leads into the CD section, which yeah. they call the part, like, you know, new stuff, <laughs> or whatever. But then that was kind of amazing, and... It was a bit more structured in there to me. It felt a lot more like it was Western stuff as opposed to things from Japan or Asia in this particular one. We have struggled looking through trying to figure out how it's organised. Oh, man. it's Well, yeah, because you, you, yeah, that's a good point because we were talking about that previously, mm. but now it's like we've deduced it's all sound mm -hmm. alphabet because the Japanese have three alphabets. Their sounds and phonetics or whatever is how they organize all the things. So you'll have your A's and then your T's, mm -hmm. and then whatever, because of all the sounds. So it's really quite confusing, mesmerizing, actually. Is it R they don't have? Yeah, well, they have R, but it's pronounced as L. So mm -hmm. anything that's, uh, that starts with L will be categorized with the R's. So we found the rookies yep. in the L section, didn't it, we? It was like L, 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 R, R, L, R. <laughs> yeah. <you know? laughs> Yeah, that's good it's, to point it's the out. Same, it's the same with Vs, because they don't have Vs. Um, instead, they use Bs Yeah. to sort of Well, it's, it's just good to point out, sound. because, I mean, it's the language thing, and we always look mm. at it in England and go, why are they spelling everything with vowels? If they're from Japan, that's an easy classic trademark of a Japanese person, if they're spelling out in English. H-I-J-K-L-R. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we have seen a few yeah. bits in English where it has been interchanged, haven't mm, we? Mm, yeah. Yeah. But it's important to point out, and it's literally because they do not have an R sounding R. Mm. Yeah. It's more owl sounding, like cusp. We've talked about that when an I to Pete before. But moving on. So the other disc union place, which happened to be, I think, above... Down the road. Yeah, above Across kind of the, road. the ramen street. Up the road. Yeah. Up the road. Little, little door, but you can see the sign sort of... It's a yeah, it's a little sign. second yeah, yeah. floor place. And you yeah. have to go up these... Quite steep stairs. Yeah, the stairs were like something off a fun house. <laughs> if you've ever had a traveling mop, it felt a lot like that. But basically, this place was literally the most metal place I've seen. It was since specifically the, disc since union, the heavy and metal. Yeah, yeah. It was pretty. It, that again, if you're in Tokyo and you're in this particular area, it's not hard to find. Really, you just follow the maps in. It's literally less than a mile away from Akihabara. Bar. It's mm -hmm. really close. It's on the outskirts on it. On the but, other side of the river. Yeah, but this particular shop was absolutely mad. Mm. It was like I've was not cool. seen, well, I've not seen anything like that since I was a kid. Let's put it that way. It was nah. like how <laughs> things used to be, yeah. where you have designated shops selling mm. designated genres rather than a whole cluster in mm. one roof, and that was really cool to see, you know. But the guys behind it <laughs> almost laughed at everything we said to them, so that was good. It's the kind of place I'd expect to find an Oasis market in Birmingham. Mm. Yeah, you, you, you once, once would have, yeah. but now not so much, you know. Mm -hmm. it's, I think it's, it's but... cool to have shops by genre. Yeah. You know? yeah. Well, it used to be like that. It we used can to shop be like chaff free. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Yeah, exactly. Unless they were curious chaffs, and sometimes they are. They're at Ramstein concerts and Manson concerts and all mm. this stuff. Sometimes. You do get the curious chaff. Then you just lob them in the mosh pit, and that just sorts them out. No, I think they like it, because <laughs> it's kind of what they know. Yeah. Yeah. Are we fighting, are we, brilliant? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they bring their slingshots and us oh, a bit mad. We're completely losing the Chav audience, aren't we? <laughs> well, we didn't really have them. I'm pretty sure that it, you'd have had to do a search with more than more letters. More than one letter. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, moving on. So, very cool place. I enjoyed it. And I liked the fact that opposite there, there was that outdoor box, like a almost car boot Japan style, where it was just secondhand stuff on stands, mostly books. Mm. and DVDs and things, really old DVDs as well. I think it was an overflow from the, the store. Yeah. So it was it was like a normal store, but they'd got a load of tables outside as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was it was under the same company, but yeah. I, I think it was all used stuff. Yeah, it was, yeah. So it was pretty cool, man. So we basically, from the outside markets, and across the way there was a few craft stores. You know, in a way, it's kind of like an English old school shopping center that most towns have smaller towns and then it was kind of like abbot kinney in appearance in in los angeles because it's more 
a wealthy area. Mm. You it was know. pretty hip. Yeah, yeah. There was a lot of quite interesting stuff in that area. Then you kind of, we curved back into Kiyabara and as you walk in, I mean, that's easily noticeable because you get all of the massive buildings and everything's animation studios and all this stuff. And as we walked in, it was quite a different feeling because we'd got there quite a lot later, obviously. So we're there at night. A lot of things were shutting down, which was quite shocking for me to see that, to be mm. honest, because I thought that place went on till at least two or three in the morning. I think we had hints before, though, that things were shutting down. I don't think it's a very... There's not many bars there, is there as such? No, no, it's... it's Yeah, it's a totally different... Like we were saying, there's a few sort of theme stuff, mm -hmm. but nothing really in the nightlife. It's not really the nightlife area. No. It's more of a heavy collecting electronics or manga mm -hmm. or whatever area. It was quite cool in the sense that we got to see it. Like, we had the big day there. And then this thing, when it was rounding off and shutting down, we had to jump in because we were desperate to look for these things that we needed to find. We got a shopping list for us, personally. <laughs> and we were trying to kind of work that into a narrative there. But it was like, we knew we probably had time for three of the big places to just run in there. But then we found good old Don Quixote, and that was open till five in the morning, something like this. Yep. Yeah. But I think even that shut at three... <laughs> It felt like it was shutting when I we went. I think they're one of those, though, because they close at about five and then open up again about seven. Yeah, yeah. They did shut one of the levels down. They Well, they have seven levels, and the first, yeah. the top two shut down at different times. Yeah. They weren't right. actually part of Don Quixote. They were, yeah. um, oh, okay. They were, the one was like your grabbing machines. Right. Um, and the top floor was your, your arcade. Mm. Yeah, the sixth floor is... Uh, I just assumed it was all Don Quixote. No, because so. it actually had a sign saying, do not take any unpaid items up. Yeah, because you're leaving the store. Yeah, yeah which is which, which, which is of really course, weird. Which yeah. of course we did. We of took course. a lot. No. We had our pockets what? full of unpaid items. Yeah. yeah, they weren't ours. Someone left their bag on the floor, so we took it up with us. Because we're we're English and we do. Yeah, that. we we do. Yeah, we do things <laughs> Can't like that. Can't take you guys anywhere. Man. No, no, no. That's 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 what everyone at customs said. But anyway, so as we got up there. The sixth floor, and this is important to say, we're going off a bit of a tangent to talk about Don Quixote. <laughs> Anyone who's never been to Tokyo, and we feature it a little bit in the in the filming that we did, but we obviously, that's a big thing in Akihabara. You can't actually take cameras into these shops, mm. and that's usually because of licensing laws and product and product placement, because if they had carte blanche and you were saying doing a documentary for a rival company, you can just walk in there to see what everyone's doing. And it's really that. It's not really about tourism and stuff. But it's important to say, if you are in that area, don't expect to go in there with cameras. And if you do, you'll probably get thrown out or politely asked to leave, you know. We didn't even want to risk it because it's about too much respect. you got to respect the place you're in. But when we walked into, there is one that we walked into, which is the gamer place. We went back in there. That's a huge, I think it's again six or seven stories yeah most of them are around there yeah and it's it, each level has got a different vibe going on so the first level's books second level's cds third level's whatever blah 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 and you get to the top we only wanted to check a few things in that place and actually the guy shipped us to another place so we went to that <laughs> other place which was the anime store and again the thing i'm starting to figure out because none of this is obvious to you when you first go in it could be to a lot of people who are a bit more aficionado than I am, but basically each store seems to be licensed to a product. So one store might have several anime studios and they can only sell that stuff in that one store. Another store is specialized in another seven and so on and so forth. You kind of deduce it over time that that's the way it's set up, but it's really frustrating because you think it'll be just multiple <laughs> stuff in everywhere, you know? You take it for granted that, like, every Tesco will have these yeah, products, that's, for example. That's yeah. the point. And that's, it's kind of relearning the past because, again, mm. we had a lot more similarities with Japan, I think, in the 80s, mm. where we did very similar things. This is where you go for that. This is where you go for that and so on. The point is, man, like in Akihabara, because I'm, I'm pretty sure the anime studios can't be too far away from that area either. I think it's all about the same sort of structure that the studio system had in the USA, where Paramount had actors assigned to it, and Sony had actors assigned to it, and so on and so forth, at the construction of it. 
and so it wouldn't interchange. And now in the West, it's almost a free for all. You can get whatever from Amazon, whatever from eBay. It's <laughs> all there. But in Japan, there's these still strict separations. So one studio can only sell this, and one studio can only sell this as a distributor. So I think it's more that. Don Quixote is basically, we've said before, because we I think we mentioned it before, it's kind of like Woolworths or Target mm -hmm. or something like this. It's an all-inclusive, almost a pound shop as well. It's never as low as a pound, but you <laughs> get like kind of, weird sort of appliances or hair and beauty products everything really literally it's it's kind of like poundland but better quality which again woolworths used to be really i, I would compare the hundred yen shops to poundland yeah well poundland's different now i feel because you can actually get some pretty quality stuff there it used to be just weird stuff <laughs> like you well, know i'm just talking price i guess you're talking like what they're selling yeah yeah i'm talking more items mm. because each it, it's like, again, if you're ever in this area, you'll see this big blue penguin with a hat on. And if you see that, it's usually Don Quixote. They are usually massive places, like yeah. multi-stores, big buildings, and it's all inclusive. It's not like we keep comparing it to, say, Woolworths, which was one floor once upon a time. Mm -hmm. This is huge. This is like, again, several floors. Two to um, six, seven floors. Yeah, exactly. It's almost like Argos with a food section. Yeah. If Argos didn't have the warehouse and it was all there for you to look at i agree with that it's very similar to mm. that especially how like you sort of start off and it's your beauty products or whatever then yeah. you have an entire floor in shiboya you did of food yep and duty-free stuff and it's important to say it's a tax-free shop so if you're as long as you're tourist, a visitor with a passport yeah exactly if you're coming into asia outside of asia or in and around but you're outside of japan if you bring your passport to it you get rebate basically. And like the same is true in a lot of shops around. Yeah, yeah. Most of the big stuff in mm. Ekiyabara or Shibuya, Don Quixote especially, they all do those things. And then you get like your passport opens up and they <laughs> stamp your receipt to the passport and basically seal everything. Mm -hmm. So you can't open it up until you're back in the country that you're outside of Japan or something, otherwise you have to pay tax at the airport. It's I a very it. weird thing. I find it really annoying that they follow the American system where VAT is not included in the price that you see. Mm -hmm. I don't like that. Although at least they do have, generally in brackets, the price mm, sometimes. with VAT. Yeah. Well, Whereas America, it's just nowhere. Some, some, places, <laughs> some places in the US do. Like Best Buy, I think, does. They have an inclusive flip. But it's only on... The thing about America that's weird is only on very few items. Mm. It's not on everything at all. It's like two or three maybe. But in Japan, it's kind of like, I would say it's probably a 50-50 ratio of what has a double price tag. Mm. So you get your before and after. But I think the thing that was fun about Don Quixote, especially in Akihabara, is they also have a central theme in their own areas. So One by Us is more like an everyday B&Q. <laughs> it's kind of stuff you need at your home and things mm. like Household this. Household goods. Yeah, shampoo. a lot of a lot of stuff <laughs> for the bathroom, toiletries, and this stuff. But the one in uh, Shibuya was a lot of touristy stuff. A lot of you're in Shibuya, so it's a very famous place. Yeah. So there's themed Shibuya stuff, and it felt a bit more severe, didn't it? A bit more kind of uh, formal. It felt a lot more touristy as compared to the one near us where there are actually a lot of locals mm. yeah, yeah, going. And then the one in Akihabara, obviously because the anime stuff has a rise in fun things mm. like yeah. masks and cosplay and all this more stuff. More toys. We yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely didn't try any of them on whatsoever. No, no, we wouldn't try. No, we For didn't try an masks. hour. No. <laughs> we definitely didn't do that. No, no, no. And no. you're definitely not allowed to take photos of your mates looking ridiculous in masks. Yeah, you couldn't. You we couldn't. definitely didn't Absolutely. do that. And we wouldn't do it. No. Nope. Why would we? We're not those kind of people. Absolutely not. And you didn't put a camera on your head either, did you? <laughs> <laughs> that, that never happened. That was the weirdest mask you've ever seen. It was amazing, dude. You I thought about... it was a robot. I know, yeah. Until I had a proper look at it. But it was just a complete face mask. Yeah. That was a camera. You basically, I, When I looked at you, I thought, why have you got a pipe on your head? <laughs> That's what I thought. It looked like a um, uh, fire hydrant or something <laughs> from where I was. I, I think it's just if someone gets a bit confused when they, you know, they're invited to a party and it just says dress code, snappy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There you go. Or they're, they're basically <laughs> two into paparazzi. That's yeah. what it is. 
But um, yeah, it was amazing, and they they they're so different, like the mm. the quirkiness of it, because mm. it's kind of a mix. You actually have a separate cosplay, entire cosplay area. Yeah, and then this was more Western sort of Halloween section because mm. obviously, you know, we aren't playing at the time of Halloween right now. Like you're gonna hear us, we're edging up to Christmas by the time you're hearing us. Mm -hmm. But for us, it's Halloween because we're we've got a block record whilst we're all here together. So basically. Happy Christmas, everyone, but we're in Halloween <laughs> still, you know. Um, but you'll hear us sort of mention that close to Christmas as well. We're kind of still not there ourselves yet. So this is kind of time travel in a sense. Mm. Weird. Time travel with a camera on your head. That's that's basically what this is. <laughs> that but sounds yeah. like a good movie. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. I'm going yeah. to see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially for your camera head. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but um, this store was pretty cool because... We only got to look at bit stuff, but I wanted to focus on the arcade that you and I saw because mm -hmm. we went up to the top floor just for curious sake while Wynn was doing stupid things. I got lost things. in the mm -hmm. uh, other sections. Yeah. Well, you said I'll <laughs> go shopping. and have a look at t-shirts and yeah. we lost you for a day. So yeah. when we got up to the, the sixth floor, the first thing I want to mention is, and we only scooted past this real quick, the maid cafe culture of Akihabara. Yeah. This is something I know is seen a lot. Whenever you see Akihabara and you're a tourist coming in, or Americans usually, hi America, how are you doing? They always see these maid cafes. And there's actually one. <laughs> oh, you've picked up a flyer. Sorry, Pete's just showing me his... I picked up an English guide to the maid cafe. There you just, go. I haven't wow. had a chance to peruse it, but I felt it would be something that... Uh... Okay, yep, yeah, okay. <laughs> Snapshots with maids. Okay. Yeah. There's food, there's drink, there's dessert. Uh, just a reminder to our listeners, we are currently podcasting from three rooms, so we cannot <laughs> see what Pete is looking at right no, now. No, no, no. He's not showing us, he's just showing himself. <laughs> there you go. Okay. Very good. Yes, that that looks terrifying. Well, I'm just going to throw this out there. A lot of these people have the wrong idea of this because they're basically walking down the streets of Akihabara as British, <laughs> Australians, uh, Europeans, or Americans, and they're seeing girls dressed as maids in the street mm -hmm. with a little banner up and a price on it. Yeah. And I think a lot of people are instantly thinking, oh, that looks like the red light district. I'm just going to clarify, it is not. No. It's a service. It's basically you go into a cafe... It's hire a friend for an hour. Mm. Well, it's kind of like it's kind of like you go into a cafe, like any cafe that you would ever go to, with a restricted cutesy, really cutesy, almost teenage girl kind of mm -hmm. setup, teenage girl style date food. Like you know, you'll have omelette rice with little hearts and stuff on it, and messages from whatever. Then you pick. You literally pick the maid option or whoever introduced you to the cafe might be it, and they serve you like they're your maid. So it's kind of a Lord role play almost. But there's absolutely nothing weird about it, except for the individual if they want to take it. Weird. I mean sexualized, okay? Mm -hmm. It's literally <laughs> just like going to Planet Hollywood with a different theme, is yeah. the way I'd put it. Yeah. The food isn't the same. It's very, very Japanese. So if you're expecting Planet Hollywood food, it's not. But a lot of people are starting to understand this because the culture of it's been in a lot of video games, animation, stuff like this from Japan because it's cultural to Akihabara. But it is very weird when you first go there. Yeah. Because you're literally seeing lines of about 20 or 30 girls on two or three streets mm -hmm. basically advertising space to go and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. it's, it's pretty weird. So we came out, and it's actually it's not good for the rep here because we'd left Win in the costume <laughs> section in the dodgiest part where it yeah. st starts having an adult nod and it's all mumbled up in Don Quixote. So you've got all of the kids' stuff, toys and stuff like this, innocent as anything, cosplay stuff, uh, you know, whatever masks, and then straight up adult stuff mm -hmm. on the other side of it. <laughs> We, of course, weren't even looking. We left when pretty much next to all the adult stuff. Off we go. First level, we go past this maid cafe. We were like, okay, that's not good advertising for this. Then we went up to another level, and this is where we saw the arcade. Yeah. And the arcade was quite a lot like what we'd seen in Hong Kong, wasn't it? Yeah, it was pretty similar. Yeah. Some of the machines were the same. Yeah, which was pretty amazing. Mm -hmm. And uh, It was huge, though. It was very huge because... 
Well, I mean, it's Japan. It was the whole mm. floor of the yeah. store. And I don't know, man. There were some things that felt very exclusive, very current here, like mm. a lot of anime tied in games. I think there was pachinko stuff, but not gambling. Or when I say pachinko, more like a fruit machine simulator, which yeah, was yeah. also seen <laughs> in Hong Kong, which was a bit weird. Because you're not allowed to gamble here, folks. And we'll mm. mention pachinko. Put a pin in pachinko for now, because we will be covering that at a later date. But what I wanted to say, Pete, when you go into a maid cafe, and you might because you got the guide, right? And it's in English. Oh, I am that kind of person, yes. Yeah, yeah. You <laughs> I need, need to, to buy a friend. Well, you need to, you need, you need to wear, you need to wear the right attracting friend attire, don't you, Pete? I think I do. That's right. You have a suggestion for me at all, I, I absolutely do. And they just so happen to be close friends of our series. And that is... Hobo Bait. They're part of the uh, the Teespring community based in Hong Kong. Amazing designs, really cool, just kind of different and, and unique. You can go there now, teespring.com forward slash stores forward slash Hobo Bait, especially if you're in Ikeabara and you need something to impress a maid. It's very important, mm -hmm. isn't it? Because you, you need to look good, don't you? Yeah, of course, you've got to impress your maid. You have to. And so to do that, all you got to do just go to teespring.com forward slash stores forward slash hobo bait and go crazy. It's Christmas, kids. Go crazy now. Go crazy. Mm -hmm. Well, if you run out of jokes or anything to say to the maid, you can just, you know, she can laugh at your shirt. Yeah. Or just <laughs> generally at your face. <laughs> to be honest, if I went, I don't think they'd understand me at all. Well, that's, uh -huh. I think that's another thing people find here. It's really alarming. Because animation has been so neutralized in the USA, especially, everyone's got used to it, almost like it's their thing. They're kind of aware that it's from Japan, but because it's dubbed in English or whatever, it becomes their thing. Pokemon's an amazing example mm -hmm. for that, right? And you forget really quickly that it's Japanese. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so a lot of the cultural things that you just thought were cool and part of the Pokemon world, <laughs> like, oh, why is he eating a rice ball? Oh, that's weird. <laughs> why is he picking up this white carrot? Oh, that's weird. It's actually <laughs> Japanese stuff, right? Mm. So when you actually come to Japan, you actually think, oh my God, they've got a real life white carrot. And oh my God, they've got a rice ball. No, it's part of <laughs> Japanese culture, right? <laughs> so I find the maid cafe is one of these things where a lot of people will see it nodded in video games and stuff like this and go, oh my God, that that's kind of weird. Yeah, no, yeah. not even weird. They'll probably get used to it to the point, oh, that place, I've got to go there because that's, I've got to do that because that's like the equivalent of going, say, Planet Hollywood if you've never seen it, yeah. you know? Yeah. And so they go there, and it will be the most awkward experience for a, for a person not speaking Japanese. Mm -hmm. There must be a few here that speak some English, broken. Well, I mean, they've, they've got the um, they've got the guide in English. Mm -hmm. Well, that's it. So they must so have, yeah. The, but this is kind of like the job of all of the <laughs> current college students learning English right now. It's probably their job, you know. It's essentially the job I do, just in a dress. Yeah. Yeah, so you're going to... Which they won't it. let me do. So if you're ever in the uh, certain coalfield area mm -hmm. and you go to Pesto, Pete's going to suggest a whole new experience when he gets back. Yeah. Based on a Kiyabara. I'm going to turn good. it into a maid cafe. Yeah. 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 I think, I think that'd be great. In classic. Yeah. Classic. Italian tapas with maids. I think it's yep. brilliant. Definitely unique. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Especially if it's all dudes working. <laughs> oh That's very forward thinking. Well done. <laughs> so... Um, Moving away from the arcade and stuff like that, it is interesting to me that layers of it are very interchangeable. Like, it's almost interesting how there's no... It's it's very Spanish to do that. You kind of just throw everything together. <laughs> so if you're having a market in Spain, you'll have your toys and then your crazy adult stuff almost next to each other, and you're almost a bit like, wow, how do I explain that to my four-year-old kid? It's a bit like that. The one of them had, like, a separate roped off area yeah where you had to go through the curtains well that's, that's the really crazy stuff i think they yeah. had got curtains as well to separate mm. it so you have to walk in but the one in akihabara you could just see the stuff yeah yeah just there yeah well i guess that's the kind of area it is mm. you know it's sort of i think people to me i think the otaku culture or the animation culture here uh, if you're into it, I think it's very similar to what it was like when metal was pretty much world conquering in the, in 2000, where it almost, like Oasis Market, you said it earlier, it's almost like all the ideas come together, but you only go there. It's like a mecca for mm -hmm. rockers and stuff like this. You only went there. And I feel like it's a bit like that. It's kind of that trend pushed into an area. But it is quite an incredible place. And we were filming 
deliberately late, knowing it'll probably shut down around the time we needed to film. And that was pretty much our ambition because it's super busy in the day. Yeah. I mean, it's literally packed, packed, packed. And you get pretty much everyone from around the world is there. I know we've been saying it's very Japan and stuff like this, but the culture of Japan, and it's cool to point this out, has affected so many people in the world in the last 10 years. You know, so is Korean pop music and idols and stuff mm. like this. But when you see that impact, when you're here, it's quite impressive. Yeah. It's pretty immense. So we ended up <laughs> going to Don Quixote. I think we were there at closing. It was meant to be five in the morning. I think it was pretty much trying to shut down around three, which is when we came out. And almost straight away, we got stopped by the police, didn't we? Yes, we, we, we literally did. walked out the back door and the police were there in two squad cars. And, and a couple on bikes as well. A couple on bikes. It was kind of like, wow. I didn't realise we were that influential around these here parts, but apparently we were. We won't mention what it was, but there was a reason why we thought they might be coming our way. Yes, there was. We can't say why, but you mm -hmm. will see it on a show in mm -hmm. Series 3. You will definitely see it. But as it turned out, yeah. um, the guy had a, uh, a translation device. Yeah. So he, he said something in Japanese into it, and um, he was essentially asking us if we'd seen a fight. Yeah. Mm. And we but were like, we, oh. we were thinking, like, what, do you want us to fight? That's what we were thinking. We were <laughs> yeah, obviously it, it going came out in broken English, didn't <laughs> yeah, it? it did. He sort of said, do something, you want Something to fight? fighting. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> and we were like, no, but we can. But it was a weird one. Mm. And basically, I think it I was... I guess there was a scuffle earlier. Well, yeah, I think, I think, it, was, yeah. I think yeah. it was down to the rugby, because Probably. the Rugby World Cup is currently mm. on here. Yeah. I think it was down to that. There's a lot of extra tourism here yeah. that Japan's not used to, but it's going to mm -hmm. be. I say it's not used to, it probably is, but it's really quite a special time for Japan. There's three main events it's, coming. Yeah, it's quite an influx, isn't it? And obviously it next year is going to be yeah, the same. Yeah, and I think all of this World Cup stuff is preparation, like yeah. what I'm getting, preparation for the Olympics, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it was... <laughs> So yeah, it's essentially saying, have you seen the fight down the street? Yeah. Which we're we like, figured out. We're almost like, no, should we? Is it, is it good? Who's fighting? <laughs> yeah. Is it? Is it like Conor McGregor? Oh, that'd be cool. Um, but no, they were cool. The, I think the thing that I want to point out, actually, is how cool the cops were. Oh, yeah. Because they... So polite. Yeah, so super polite. We said we were filming. They were like, yeah, sorry to interrupt and all this mm -hmm. stuff. Very cool. Very unusually cool, actually. Yeah. It's yeah, not just about five times for interrupting yeah. us. yeah. You would not get that in England. No. I know some English cops, they're lovely, but you wouldn't get that. <laughs> yeah, not, not like in a way, not in a way. Mm. And um, basically, after that, we started filming, did a walk back. And the, the, the kind of principal thing of, for the filming was to give you a real-time stretch and a walk back, try and show your life as it is for us in our perspective, which I think we did a good job, Pete. I think mm. we did an excellent job of educating people. Definitely. Absolutely. But we will say this, because if you are watching the series, Series 3 is going to release quite a way off. It's now Christmas time. It's going to come all the way about, I would say about October uh, 2020 is the release date for Series 3. Let's so, say late 2020. Exactly. <laughs> so what we're trying to do now is give you the kind of making of, without mm. spoilers, we're not going to spoil it, but if you come back to these podcasts, we'll tell you late in the year as well, if you come back to these podcasts, you'll hear things that connect to the episode and one thing i will say is you will see slight hints of the end of that police mm -hmm. stop mm -hmm. um they're all budding actors uh we got them to <laughs> sign disclaimers and yeah i think they're willing to be action stars soon so it was cool making action stars out of the police in akihabara very cool and since it's quite a way away if you uh can i just stop you for a sec when you just did the strangest hand movement I've ever seen. I'm pretty sure I've seen T-Rex's wave cabs the way you just did that hand movement. It was the strangest thing ever. I, do you want to make a point? I thought she was okay. being a marionette. Did you? Yeah. Now Pete's doing a strange hand movement. This is now a new dance we've invented and no one can see it because it's audio only. What did you want to say? I wanted to say that because season three... Is quite far away before it's going to be released. Yes. You should subscribe to our YouTube channel so you know when well, it's out. Well, season yep. two will be out by now, I'm sure. This is so weird. We are in time <laughs> transition 
production mode. So for us, we're talking nonsense. But right now, I think season two, which is Hong Kong series, will be out. So we can actually test what we're saying on you guys. If you subscribe to the YouTube channel, all you got to do is go onto YouTube, look for FIA Gets Tube. You can see a common theme with our stuff. We've kind of given it a theme to help you out. And by the way, PC means podcast. How clever is that? It's very clever. FIA Gets Tube. Tube. Why? Because it's on YouTube. It's amazing. I'm very, very impressed with myself. Go to <laughs> YouTube now and subscribe and you will see series two. And then you can go back a couple of episodes now because it's still relevant. And you can see all of our Hong Kong stuff when we were doing it. We gave you a fly off the wall. And you can then search for stuff. You can search for stuff in the episode. And you can drop comments. Not that anyone does. But you can. That's the point. It's very good that you can. Basically, Japan's going to be the same thing. But it's a long way away. Mm. There you go. It's quite different Ooh, as Actually, well. less long for you listening to this than it is for us when we recorded it. Which is just it's baffling. It's so weird. It's like we're talking about the present in the past tense. <laughs> We're yes. talking to the future people. We are talking yeah. to the future people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The future people. Hi, future people. How are you doing? Hopefully the world's still have here. Have you got flying cars yet? I know, yeah. Well, we could have a whole rant about that. But what we're going to do is we're going to move on. Move on. Because we did the walk back, realized we were walking in the wrong direction. Oh. You'll see that in the episode. <laughs> not going to say any more. And then we came back, eventually finding our way to the Tokyo Dome and we actually filmed and this is really cool trivia for people who are watching it in the future wow this trivia is the disconnect we actually filmed the first episode clip for season three after we filmed the second because we're crazy like that that's what we do because we wanted to get to the Tokyo Dome and do an amazing intro to prepare you for Japanese life that was the theme and basically, Tokyo Dome, one of the busiest spots around because there's a theme park and it's all mental. And most days it's packed out. So we thought we'll get there early on sunrise. Yeah, and like try 6 and, a.m. Yeah, exactly, literally on after sunrise. After we'd been filming the night before. Absolutely. So we did the whole Akihabara. Mm-hmm. We walked all the way back. We've come back, had a costume change. Had a costume change. Had a shower had a, had and a, gone back out. Yeah, had a brief, brief cup of tea, mm-hmm. a chin wag. And then gone back down to the Tokyo Dome, which is about halfway to Akihabara. <laughs> yeah. So this is what we do for you kids, man. We do a lot of awesome stuff for you, so you don't have to. So you can just enjoy it. And I'm still it. not losing weight. Uh, that, that's, that's actually a fascinating thing. That's <laughs> a oh, fascinating it? thing. My it weight is a, is a fascin- fascinating subject it's a for you. Fascin- well, definitely. I think you need to get a friend. I can recommend a maid cafe. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's that's just made my day, literally. Um, but basically, you away. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I'd actually turn up confused and dressed as a maid and see what happens. That's what I'd do. You know, at the service, I am the one that owns the dress. You are, you are. <laughs> I would just dress up as a different kind of maid. You know, but maybe they they'll think that you're there for a job, <laughs> mm. catering to a special sort of client. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Can you imagine that in the catalogue? So we got these options. She looks really like, you know, <laughs> professional model. There's a teen idol that everyone likes. This there's one's the cute. there's the young then... cute one in the corner and then that dude. Hello. <laughs> that guy. Welcome and, to the cafe. And you're only brought out for the English speaking people. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Just wheel you out on a trolley. <laughs> that would be brilliant. It would be amazing. Uh, they might have to make some extensions to the shop, but hey ho, it's tiny man. That those mm-hmm. shops are really small. In fact, one thing we observed, and I'm just gonna go batik here, Barrow, for a sec. Go on, then. We'll, we'll, uh, stay here. Oh, yeah, well, yeah. It'll take me a couple hours. <laughs> Basically, you come in to the, the main bit, and we looked up, do you remember, Pete? And we saw those fluorescent lights on the ceiling, all in zigzags. And oh, I was like, yes. yeah, yeah. And I was like, what the hell does that look like? A hairdresser is actually a maid cafe. Yeah. There's quite a few of them. <laughs> mm. There's, There's actually lot. some that are actually like punk rock, sort of emo cafes in the same... There's loads of themes and stuff. Mm. Oh, so you can sit and cry in the corner while they're exactly being that. nice and cute. So. Well, but basically, they bring you food, and just before you eat it, they take it away. <laughs> <laughs> that's, how, that's how that works. But it just seems to be there's like a pirate one. There's like some, you know, it's yeah, all Yeah, they were wearing different costumes. Yeah, mm. yeah. yeah. and they had, they've got one for Halloween coming, mm. where they all have like zombie makeup and mm. stuff. So that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, Have a great. coffee with a zombie. And we did see the shrine in Akihabara. The we little did. corner shrine. Yeah, we had yeah, a glimpse. Yeah. 
It's very small. Very small. But it's a cool place, man. Mm-hmm. I, I think we saw the other side of it was cool. Because uh, when you see stuff shutting down, it actually gets more real as well. Mm-hmm. And the thing that I've got to be honest about Japan that has really impressed me, there's no one really sort of scowling the streets at night. There's no one no. really left behind. Everyone's gone. Mm. We've seen a few very drunk people around where we live. Well, we a lot of people just literally collapse, <laughs> just fall over. It's not dangerous at all. Like, you don't no. feel like... Nah. There's no creepy stuff following you, you know? Mm. Anyone in LA right now, you'll kind of know what I'm saying. <laughs> but there's nothing that sort of jumps out of the bush and says hello to you in the middle of the night here, you know? But you know what they say, don't you? If you don't feel like there's creepy people around, then you are the creepy people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, you know, even the cops thought that. <laughs> yep. I mean, let's be honest, I think most people around would be more scared of us than we are of them. To be fair, I think that's a good point. In fact, that's probably why they locked the doors fast as we were walking as well. I like that I'm point. I'm sure those shops stayed open later, normally. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm wait, gonna... look at the two big Westerners coming. I know, yeah. Get the shutters! To be fair, like we do look a bit like we're Attack on Titan here. I mean, it is, <laughs> it is kind of crazy. It's like you just walk down the street and everyone is like, wow, okay, is that a tremor or is that just Pete? <laughs> but hey ho oh look is... he sat down again that was it <laughs> <laughs> but moving to the Tokyo Dome so we're now at daybreak and it's it's actually been the last two days have been the coldest day since we got here including the mm-hmm. typhoon the typhoon wasn't cold at all it was quite no, warm no it was still warm yeah so still the last, 20 degrees yeah the last sort of 48 hours though it's dropped down it's dropped and to so, like 14, 15 degrees celsius yeah so going to the tokyo dome at sunrise and it was cloudy and overcast mm-hmm. was an interesting experience because we actually saw them open it up yeah you know i think what's interesting about the tokyo dome in the morning that the locals use it almost like a jogging area like a normal park for us mm-hmm. and you don't see that in birmingham yeah, like it's just we a walk through yeah, yeah. Mm. but in birmingham we've got the nia which is the only thing i've really seen anything like the tokyo dome where it's slap bang yeah. in the city and you can just walk around at any time, whatever. Mm. It's very similar in a sense, you yeah. know, in that context. But the thing about the Tokyo Dome is everyone, like I said, is using it as parks. So they're mm. doing their morning exercises, having a little jog. But to be fair, you wouldn't really want to do that at the NIA, surrounded by concrete. Oh, you would. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I, will just, I will just point out with the weather thing, you know, it's got to the point where wind's wearing three or four layers when we're going out, and it's got that cold that I have now started wearing trousers instead of shorts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is the difference. Yeah. Which, um, I mean, you know, compared to Hong Kong. Well, it's also the difference, um, the range, I mean, within a day. Yeah. Hong well, Kong's was about actually, 40 degrees. Yeah, yeah, whereas here it can be like 10 or 12. Yeah. And uh, this is an important thing to point out again. If you're from New York, East Coast America. Hi, New York. How you doing? <laughs> Hi. Hi. How, you right, New York? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good. Life's nice. good. Big, yeah. big apple and all that. Yeah. Good. What's an apple? Uh, it's just big. It's just mm. big and app- big, big and apple-y. So it makes very big apple pies in New York. Lingle. The reason I haven't, been, I, I haven't been, it sounds too healthy. Yeah. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> you got nothing <laughs> to fear. I prefer a uh, city nickname, the Big Donner Kebab or something. Oh, the Big Donner Kebab. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you can rename uh, Wolverhampton that. Might they're as very, well do. They're very, very good at it. <laughs> <laughs> We've discussed that they before. They are indeed. They are. But uh, it wraps up in your nans. Um, so <laughs> I wanted to say, New York, if you're ever there, the, the weather in New York, I would say, is the most like Tokyo. But if you're in London, it's not far away from your weather either. It's just New York is, when it's hotter, it's slightly hotter in New York. And when it's colder, it's slightly colder. I think here is the same. And you're really seeing, like, after Hong Kong, and this has been really, really mind-blowing for me, because you have the preconception Asia is Asia, right? When you're in Hong Kong and it's subtropical and all this stuff, you get to Tokyo, it wasn't far removed from that without the humidity. It wasn't quite as crazy, but it was hot when we first got Mm -hmm. here. Mm -hmm. And then slowly, especially after that typhoon, in fact, after the typhoon, we had the best day we've had here. It was super clear, super hot. Yeah, really good. Just perfect. Yeah. Now it's kind of descended into like Mm. a British winter almost. It's getting there, you know, we're getting nods. You don't feel it. It's not the same. It's not like minus, but it's, I think we're at 15 or something. Mm. And tonight yeah. you're starting to feel the ice in the air, which we're getting awesome in the UK. I think it's more like New York, though. You get showers, British showers, 
where it rains from all directions in tiny little pallets on your head. That sucks. <laughs> but then you get like torrential rain, as we found in the typhoon. Yeah. And then most days have been pretty rainy, spitty, and kind of naff, to be honest, as far as weather, because we are in a, probably the worst time to come here in weather wise, you know, these last couple of weeks, I would say. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I'm getting gestures from well, Wednesday. I suppose it depends what you like, doesn't it? Because the summers are just ridiculously hot, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, I think here it's, yeah, I think it would be quite unbearable, actually. Mm. I think we said, like, snowy winters here and hot yeah. summers would suck because there's no <laughs> real heating or anything like that in this apartment. But, I mean, one thing I want to say is, like, because we're getting that kind of nod to England, it does throw you a bit because it's dark here around five at night. Mm. The sun comes up around five in the morning it's quite a it's quite yeah. a strange nod to the uk that <laughs> that changed as well quite quick because i think when we got here it got sunset at seven so we've lost a couple hours of daylight already and now i've talked about the weather forever i'm gonna move <laughs> you are on british so <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah it's forgivable well, what a, we do. i've mm. become a weatherman this isn't <laughs> meant to happen i'm meant to entertain everyone so moving on okay whoo breathe no weather we did our wrap-up Tokyo Dome. We can't really speak about that because if we do, we wreck everything. Mm-hmm. So it's a great place. They play baseball there. There's concerts. It's great. <laughs> awesome wrestling every so often. Cool. Really cool. Moving on. Lately, so we've done filming now. Lately, we've discovered a friend here, Pete, who runs a cafe. We have. And it's an amazing little cafe, Pete. <laughs> What's it, it called? Um... I don't know what it's actually called. Isn't it just called uh, someone with a P? Uh, oh, it's pi- Pipeline. Pipeline. Pipeline Cafe. And it's got some great posters around, because obviously the, uh, it's a Japanese guy that runs it. Shintaro. Shintaro. Shintaro-san. Um, lovely chap. Great guy. Um, but he obviously loves his English. Whether it's the <laughs> language or the people, we can't quite tell. But there are many posters around that just say, speak English or die. Yeah. Yeah, so both Pete and I were struggling because mm-hmm. we don't really speak English, nope. do we? Just gibberish. <laughs> I will say this. We walked in there. We had a little bit of a tussle with one of the legalities here. I'm not going to say what it is, but we will give you uh, feedback of all the laws and breakdowns if you ever ask us to in our comments. Please do. We can tell <laughs> all the laws and the weirdnesses because there's a lot of them, especially bin systems and things, mm-hmm. all the kosher etiquettes and stuff mm-hmm. we can tell you about that in a future podcast if you drop comments and you're ever coming into tokyo you want to know we can tell you because we've gone and done every single thing wrong so we can tell you <laughs> all of it and what not to do because yeah, we, we, we can have a legalities and articles oh yeah we can have tokyo. a japanese legality conversation <laughs> that sounds yeah. amazingly entertaining we're, that's why we're not gonna do it unless someone asks yeah, unless someone asks because <laughs> so. well it's just like use our idiotic ways here of ignoring everything and we can tell you what you're meant to do unlike what we've done but one thing about this thing is we had to discover shintaro's cafe mm-hmm. for a reason and basically when we discovered it we walked into this place and they were playing some of the best music ever it was just <laughs> awesome kind of stuff we've got on a podcast between each other or stuff that predates punk and all kinds of issues yeah. it's a new york theme i think <laughs> it's hard to say it's, it's very eclectic isn't it it's very eclectic it's got, got a dj booth with guitars in the corner yeah yeah well like a live performance space probably big enough for us to sit in yeah i would say on a stretch and this guy this one guy shintaro runs the whole thing himself it's not a chain of things it's no, his no. place it's got the maddest extensive cocktail yeah. and whatever listings on the wall. And I think there's no time restriction. I think you could get there 11 in the morning and have a cocktail if yeah. you wanted to. I think he opens 11 to 11. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, And they're all, they're all split on their base. Yeah. So you've got your vodka cocktails, your Campari cocktails, yeah. tequila cocktails. Tequila, yeah. With yeah. Nothing says good morning like a tequila sunrise, eh? Exactly, that's why they call it that's that. That's it, that's it. So there's coffees, extensive coffees, different styles of mm-hmm. coffees, very unique, kind of like shower, I said this, shower era Japanese cafes, but modernised. Mm-hmm. And then there's a little awesome kind of listing of tapas and sort of 
little meals, Lunch, like cafe food, meals, stuff, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and their set menu and all this stuff. So we kind of hit a jackpot with this dude. Well, it's got to be said, your favourite drink in there was the wiener coffee. Yeah, I had a wiener coffee. Mm -hmm. That's right. It and it sounds as wiener, wiener as it sounds. Yeah. It said wiener coffee on the menu. It says wiener coffee. So I hate to disagree with you, Win. Yeah. It was spelt. <laughs> it wiener. was spelt. It's a wiener coffee. Oh it's only for little people. It's a wiener coffee. It was a Vienna coffee. Wiener. In Vienna, Vienna is spelt W-I-E-N. Yeah, wiener. Vien. Yeah. Wiener then. So. It's a wiener coffee. Oh. But they also did royal milk tea. They did. And if it's good enough for royals, it's good enough for me. And I had both of them. I had a wiener coffee and a royal milk tea coffee. Yes, I've tea. often said you were a royal Not wiener. Tea, a coffee tea. tea. I had a tea and a coffee. Yeah. And a partridge and pear tree. But we it had a, a very had, cool little place. It is a great place. We yeah. had pizza, didn't we? We did. Little I pizzas. had curry pizza. You had curry pizza. Yeah. Check that, kids. Japanese curry pizza. Mm -hmm. It's lovely. Like, oh, it's mad. It's crazy. Mm. And we had, and this is the funniest thing, ours were like petite. They were fairly things. small. They were fairly yeah. small, very thin, you know, but but good, mm -hmm. good. And Wynn had, what she asked for was spiced potato. So we asked Shintaro-san, we said, what is spiced potato? Because that could be a lot of things. Mm -hmm. you know? I was thinking it would be like a baked potato with maybe some some spices. and Yeah, or, or like a, a spicy spud from your chip shop, yeah, right? Or something yeah. like this. Or wedges. Mm. Yeah. It wasn't. It was a basket of fries with the shaker stuff that you get here. That I can't tell you what it is. But seasoning. It's a, yeah, the special chili seasoning. Spicy seasoning. <laughs> the S&B stuff that you always get here. Yeah. You have forgotten to tell everybody what his answer was when yeah. we asked what <laughs> spicy potatoes are. <laughs> in Japanese, in broken Japanese, when asked Shintaro-san. What is? What is spicy potatoes? Because I might get it. And he said, uh, <laughs> it's a spicy potato. <laughs> So we're like, it's a potato awesome. that's spicy. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's, just, it's kind of, it's kind of what it says. It was a very "Are you thick?" moment. Yeah, it, it, was, it on it was. the tin. It was kind of like yeah. you've just asked the most technically difficult question, so I'll give you the technically most difficult answer I can, <laughs> which is the same thing. A mirror image answer is what it was, but basically it was just fries in a basket. Yeah. A lot yeah. of them, mm -hmm. best portion there, yeah. with a dipping sauce of ketchup, which I've. That's just mad. Who has ketchup on fries? It was ever? a mountain of fries. It was amazing. And the it price was, was like pretty reasonable because it, it was, was about it was, four quid, I think. Wasn't it, it was it? on yeah. the snack menu. Yeah, like, yeah. It that's was the, so that much. was the kind of tapas menu, and you actually beat Pete and I yeah. with what we had. Yeah, I win. Yeah, <laughs> yes, it was you cool, man. Win. <laughs> I liked it a lot. And Shintaro is now we've it's really close, just on the balcony next to us, and off we go. We're at his place. Mm. Amazing. So we've we've kind of been lucky, man. Like. Because we're in this sort of area where student-y, mm. these places kind of exist, but you, there's so many of them, and there's so many sort of... We're in an area where you've got, like, a road leading to a major part of Tokyo in any direction, mm. which is kind of cool, but it gets really crazy because you're kind of like, well, if I go down this road, where do I go? And you end up in the Imperial Palace. If I go down this road, <laughs> where do I go? And you end up in Shibuya. You know, it's all a bit mad. But Shintaro, which we'd look for, actually, something like that. I yeah. wanted to find something like that since I got here. Right on the doorstep. So that just yeah. tells you how stupid we are. It was on a second level and we never went up there, so. Well, I, I, I mean, don't know about you guys, I thought it was just residential block apartments. I thought it was small businesses, which, mm. to be honest, most of them were. Yeah. yeah. Well, it looked like tutorial groups up there or something like this. Oh, it's yeah. got the origami school up there, Yeah, there's it? an origami mm. school, yeah. Yeah. Tells you how it's a full paper. Yeah, mm -hmm. very good. A couple of artists' offices, I mm. think. And yeah. a uh, hairdresser's. Mm -hmm. A hairdresser's. Yeah. yeah. So you can... Go to Shintaro's cafe, which is called Pipeline, get your hair done, and then learn <laughs> all about folding paper. That sounds like a good way to spend an afternoon. It does. <laughs> it does. Mm -hmm. And that's what we call the University of Tokyo loop. Mm. It's very good. Hi, guys. I'm drunk. Like my hair. Here's a crane. Yeah, that's exactly it. I paid for this <laughs> with a panda mm -hmm. that I made out of a, a thousand yen. No, mm -hmm. There you go. So we just we've given you all a bit of thing. We will be a little bit more rested because the next thing we're going to tackle, just going to set it up for you kids. We're going back to Kabukicho. That's tomorrow. We'll be a bit more rested because we literally pulled a marathon off to get <laughs> that early morning shot at Tokyo. Then. Yeah. So 
Hopefully we won't do anything that stupid again this whole time. But you never know, because it's us, we're mad. <laughs> so, yes, we're going to be going to Kabukicho next time. So we have discussed that Shinjuku area. We have discussed that as us going there for the first time. But this everything changes when we've kind of lived a filming adventure. So get excited. That's the next time. You'll get to see this way in the future, unfortunately. We are doing sort of transitional kind of time confusion here. Bear with us. But basically, <laughs> it'll be going back to Shinjuku next time. We did make a lot of head nods to where we want to go and what we want to do. So look forward to that. We'll see you all the same place this time next week. Over to Win for the Rapper. Subscribe to FIA Gets Tubed on YouTube for access to all Project FIA episodes and extras. As you know, you can find our podcast on all the major platforms, including iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Podbean, and SoundCloud. Ask us questions and drop us your comments via email. Our address is projectfia.rebelrated at gmail.com. And of course, we are also on Twitter. Our handle is projectfia.rebelrated.